0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Not in this case. It actually doesn't. Thank goodness to that got things a do. Uh, <laughs> everybody, it's PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf. With me today is my godson, Tony, and my nephew, Zane. Hello, hello, hello.
1: It's Mushu. All right, sir. Oh, my gosh. Mushu. I'll take Folks, it. Folks, just
0: call, come, call him Kung Pao or Mushu. can Tantric- Give him a Give him a massage. <laughs> Give him, call him that. Give him some sort of nickname, please. Mushu. Call him Mushu, please. If I'm stubborn enough, it'll happen. All right, I believe Okay. You it. know what? Sal wanted to be Sal Capone so bad, and nobody People never, it, never caught on. caught on. It caught on. I heard it. Oh, I, heard it <laughs> I heard it. Where the problem was that you guys kept calling him like 17 <laughs> other
1: names, so everyone was like had their own favorites.
0: Well, okay. Well, we, we let's vote on the favorite for Tony. How about annoying kid? Write it in the comments. I enjoy that or one. Or AK. AK's AK. Annoying AK. Annoying kid. or K's not bad either. <laughs> Well, okay, well. Okay. okay. Well, look, he likes
2: it. So
1: new, hey, you new nickname. Uh, you can't like it. <laughs> you can't like I'm your sorry.
0: nickname. That's right. He I likes like it. them all. Then you'll have to choose one. Oh, you don't have a choice. Okay. Crayon eater. That was the one you were given as a <laughs> six-year-old. See, mom. Crayons. Your mom told me about that. The glue and crayon eater. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I think I ate glue, but I never
0: exactly. Yeah, eat You know what? Your sister and your mom told me. Don't even try to lie. I've been knowing your family for a long time. I don't remember
1: because the glue got too No,
0: I, I remember sticking pray. crayons on my nose, but I never ate sticking it up. Okay, folks. All right. We're, we are going <laughs> oh, to do a we, show. We are, wait, we're going to get a show done here. This is a St. Patrick's Day show. I don't know if it's going to be right on St. Patrick's Day, but we're going to try and get it out there for you. Folks, the, the email address is wolfman 88 at gmail.com. wolfman 88 at gmail.com. Send me your crazy stories. We All also right. have the uh, website, PRT You're Pop- here you still here? Oh, my bad. Well, anyway,
1: interrupting <laughs> a porn part of our show... It's the PRTPodcast.com. Please check out our uh, website. Website we, You can find a link to the merch store. You can also find a lot of beautiful art that, that is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of past stuff that we had that is our thumbnails and also some new stuff that people
0: are posting up there. And here's, something, here's something, folks. Here's something. We have actually had people say that they would like to donate to the show. And I had some, <laughs> somebody recently, it was kind of odd, and he was like, well, I really don't want a shirt or a hoodie. I'll just give you money. And I was like. Sir, you are a very generous but crazy man. Love it. Uh, (laughs) That is completely okay. We do have a PayPal that we do accept donations for to help us do the show. But I would strongly suggest buying a piece of merchandise because you get something... Out so of wear, yeah. yeah, we prefer you get something yeah, out of you it. get something out of it and and so you know but, but this gentleman said, no, I would just like to donate the money, whatever, and we definitely appreciate that too, so yeah I, I guess he does you you, sir, are a nice, very kind man who does not like shirts, <laughs> and I am okay with it, or
1: or phone cases or <laughs> stickers, or, or mugs. I did
0: find out that he's a nudist, I am just kidding <laughs> oh, sir no. he explain he's, not, that, he's yeah. not a his Facebook picture shows him wearing a North Face jacket. So. Oh, so he's he likes good clothes. Right good now, clothes. people are trying to find him. They're like, this guy's wearing a North Face jacket. Let's see. Okay, anyways, they're like, this man is crazy. But anyways, he's very very nice of you to do that. We do, if you don't want to buy something from the, the merchandise store, that's fine. You can donate. We We have a PayPal. We can give you the link or whatever. But, like I said, we thought it would be better if you would be able to get something out of it. So you can go in there and order you a sticker or a shirt or whatever, and it helps out the show.
1: I mean, that's one of the main reasons we started up the merch stores, because we we felt like it was more important that that you guys get something out of it and you guys are able to to buy something that, you know, represents PRT and represents, you know, your... uh, you know, represents the show in a way that, you know, you can wear it around and show it around and then pr- uh, promote it for us. And we, we appreciate that. Show it around? Well, I mean, just show that, you know, so that you ha- support the show.
0: I'm going to do my I mean. impression right now of Tony. You give us a fucking p.s. You got to show it around. <laughs> I had a lot of coffee. I had like, what, two cups? <laughs> you, you drink too much coffee. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm trying to stay awake. So. Okay, okay, guys. I'm trying, I'm trying to stay coffee. awake
0: to please you people. Okay? <laughs> That's right.
1: This poor kid. I feel like I have to say a lot of words fast and people are understand what I'm saying.
0: He should not walk so a child should live. Oh, we we already. The I match, should not man. walk, so this child would live. We, we
1: have Zane here too. Zane is also here. I mean, you probably heard his little. I ass am also and, here. I'm talking. So. I just
0: said my godson and my nephew. Oh, you did you?
1: Yeah, no, we already went over that. Uh,
2: Tony, can you just I'm yeah just keep effort. it together, exactly. bro? Just keep it
0: together. It's exactly, Tony the child. We will call you. Hey, that's a good one, Tony the child.
1: I love it. It, it makes too big because I'm six foot. Well, I'm too mind. tall to be a child. Yeah, well. it's never too big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, folks. What we got today, we got some creepy stuff going on here. Not just with Tony and his weird nicknames, this child's nickname, whatever, but what we're gonna talk about, and this is gonna say and we're getting serious here, it's gonna sound weird, but it is gonna be close to Saint Patrick's Day, so leprechauns. And I don't mean I type of the morning to ya oh me gold leprechaun running and getting in that little pot of gold and the rainbow and all that stuff and drinking green beer. I'm talking about evil little demonic, you know men looking mm-hmm. creatures that are just twisted, not really good. And I will tell you guys, I have had a personal experience with one, not me. Like I didn't see it. I didn't, how do you say? Like I didn't have any interactions with this thing, but me and my brother uh, Diablo, and and I'm pretty sure a couple of the other guys from the old days, I think, I think Taz and Scorp were involved in this too. We had a friend who used to date Someone from the bar that, that used to used to work with us, Zane. Do you remember this story?
2: I do remember the story. You do well, remember the story. I remember
0: part of it. Yeah, because you're Diablo's son. Yeah, so you've been yeah. around and you've heard all these crazy stories. Right. I think our Ash might have told talked about it too. Because yeah, you, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because you worked for him at Spinners. Yeah. So this story in our group, people know this story, folks. And I don't want to give her name away. I've known her for years and years. Uh, lovely lady. It's a very one of them is. It's a very it's a very sad story because her daughter. She, The mother got accused of abusing the daughter. And I'll tell you right now, that did not happen. Okay? The daughter, they they moved into a house down in South Austin. Once again, down in South Austin where all this weird stuff happens. They moved into a house and... I thought it was very weird. In fact, it's not going to be very far from where you're living now. So you're going to be living. I can't wait down the road from there, <laughs> going toward a an area that's actually in a little town that's right outside of Austin, uh, just south of Austin. And the house was nice. It was a four bedroom house, and it was it was on an, about an acre of land. And we went out there when they first moved in, and we were drinking and hanging out, whatever. Did not the daughter was not living there at that time, her daughter, I believe, when they first moved in over there was eight or nine, and this story is is pretty crazy. I want to give the, them a name um, Linda i'll say Linda, that's close to the name of the mom, and her sister who lived there, uh, Melanie, and the daughter we'll say Julie, okay, so Julie, the daughter she She was having night terrors. But it would come, would happen when she would come to visit the mother. At that time, she only had the weekends. She only had her on weekends or whatever. But the first week, weekend that she was there, the daughter was not there. She was staying at the grandmother's or something like that. So we all got together and we were hanging out. And Melanie was taking us through the house and showing us around. And it was me and about five or six of my guys from the old days. And one thing my brother noticed right away was that there was this little closet. That was connected to two different rooms. It ad- it connected two different rooms. Very weird, um, like the master bedroom, and then which which ultimately became Julie the little daughter's bedroom. And like I said, this was like a housewarming get together. But these two ladies that were our friends, one of them was a bartender. And she drank a lot. Right, they liked to drink. In <laughs> fact, she actually had to go and do something about that at one point, which she did. Thank goodness. But this story was very weird. From the time they first moved in, something weird had happened. The, the, the mother of Julie, Linda, she saw something in the mirror when she was putting on her makeup one day, and it looked like a little demonic troll-looking thing with gray skin, and it was like real fleeting. Like She, she was blow-drying her hair, and she thought she felt something move behind her legs, and then when she was putting on her makeup, she saw something that looked like it was standing behind her in the shower. Like she was in the mirror, putting on and it was standing in the tub, and she was like, "Whoa, she blinks, and that was it now, according to her, this is the only glimpse she ever really got of this entity or whatever it was that was in this house now, like I said before, me and my brother we noticed uh my brother pointed it out to us that there was a little like closet like little door, and it was like it was so weird because like there was a little door on it. It didn't make any sense. And so you opened this little door and let me explain it to you. Like, okay, the master bedroom had a closet at the back of that closet. There was a little door about two foot high, very odd. Why would you need that? It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, that's not. Yeah. It had little glass uh, door handles and there was a little keyhole where you could look through it. I'm pretty sure that's not standard regulation. I'm pretty sure it's not. Now, on the other side of this uh, of, of this door, there was there, there was a little room. Like in, at first, they first moved in, they couldn't get they couldn't open the little door. Now, in 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 the the other room, the daughter's room, same thing. There's a closet, In the back of the closet, there's another, another little door. So there was a little room that joined the two closets that ultimately joined the two rooms.
1: Like a what, little hallway, basically.
0: Yeah. What purpose that served, uh, I, we, nobody could really understand that. So what we did was we picked the lock, <clears throat> and we had several people who were okay at that. <laughs> so in the old days, we had somebody that was with us that was like, ah, I can pick it. So they went and they picked it. They, they opened it, and I was not in the room. I'm not going to lie and tell you that I was, but I was not in the room when the door opened. But I was in the living room, and we were playing a drinking game. And when the door was opened, everybody kind of went, ugh, like that was back there. So me being a naturally not caring person, I just thought, whatever, and I just kept drinking. No, no, folks, seriously. I got up and I went in there to see what the big deal was because everybody went back there to go see because everybody was gasping. And So when I walked into the master bedroom, I immediately was hit with the odor of what smelled like rotting... Um. Like a mixture of rotting meat and rotting fruit. Like a sickly. Yeah, very sickly. Very sickly, sure. sweet smell with rot. That's what assaulted my nose. I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat it. It was gross. And there was nothing in that room but a doll. There was a little tiny room in between the two closets. Now, you, they opened the door from the master bedroom. But for whatever reason, every time they tried to pick the lock from what ultimately became Julie's bedroom, they couldn't open it. The door, could, they could never get it open. They tried and they tried. The only thing that was in that little room was a doll and a little round, what looked like a croquette ball. I don't know uh, what that was. Uh, I don't know what the significance of it was. It looked like a little weird looking doll with just the, the black buttons for eyes
2: Sounds like some weird voodoo or something. It
0: did. It looked very odd, and it didn't have, like, a nose or a mouth. It was just that, and it was just creepy little old doll with raggedy-looking hair like that was yarn. It smelled. And it smelled really bad in there, and it was a putrid smell, and so <laughs> Linda goes and starts spraying air freshener and everything mm-hmm. to try to get it, you know, or whatever, and, and we're just like, that's gross, man, and so... Over the coming weeks, I didn't really go back over there much. I went back one day, one time at to an after party cuz she had the kid on alternating weekends or whatever at first. So when her daughter wasn't there, we we all went over there one night and we were having a get together after the club because her sister worked at the club and was a bartender. So Melanie's like, "Hey, let's all go and have a drink at my sister's." They had a it was a pretty cool house and they had a really good deal on it and they had a little bar that was set up with the patio in the back. And Melanie would go out there and be bartending, you know, for a couple of hours in the back and just kind of like drinking and stuff. But I always felt uneasy inside the house. Now there was a bathroom that was always messed up. The main, in the main uh, part of the house was a bathroom, but it was always messed up. What do you mean? What I mean by that is like when you would try to turn on the water, I remember specifically that the water was rusty color. And there was like something wrong with it, but it was only in that bathroom. And then you flush the toilet and they claimed that the, the toilet, sometimes the toilet water would look like blood, like, cause <sighs> the rust was so bad. I, it looked orangey red to me. Right. Yeah. So I didn't use it. So I used the master bedroom. So when I had to go to the bathroom there a couple of times, um, you know, cause I'd been there two or three times, you know, for little get togethers or whatever, they had a nice spread. It was a backyard and, uh, they had like a barbecue and all that. And it wasn't far from where I used to live in my old haunted house, <laughs> <laughs> right? So we went there several times, and so I, I went there to, to this get together. And in in the be, in the bathroom, uh, it would always have this weird rotten smell. Now, if you didn't know what had happened when we that first weekend that they lived in the house, because they moved in like on a Thursday, and then on Saturday we had the little the housewarming get together, whatever, they had officially finished moving everything in by Thursday. Then they had to get together on Saturday. These girls liked to party, so they were like, "Yeah, let's have a get." I'm like, "Really? Why don't you get your stuff put together before?" No, we got to get drunk now. (laughs) But and no offense to you guys, but you did like to drink back then, okay? And so, and I was like a drinker too, and I was like, "Yeah, let's all go party, whatever." So everybody would go from the club, and there were people from other bars and stuff, and probably forty people there that first weekend. And so I went back there one night to use the bathroom, and I that smell—you could still smell it. Now, if you didn't know that, that that had happened in the beginning, you would think somebody went in there and messed that bathroom up. But it was that smell that was coming from that closet. And, and Linda was real like, I can't get rid of this smell. And she asked me like what she should do about it. I'm like, why are you asking me? Do you think that my house has a horrible odor? Because I live with five big guys? Yes, it does, actually. Absolutely. And so, and so I told her, I said, Well, my my stepmom and my 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 mom too, mostly my stepmom, though, she would make potpourri. And put it in the house, you know, I said, maybe you could try that. And I was like, you know, and then, you know, right. years later, you know, my mom would sell Scentsy or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I was like, maybe you could, you know, but that was before that. So she tried burning candles and all that. And I, I gave her what suggestions I had for the, because I live with people. I said, Febreze the heck out of it. Right. And those it, were my actual words. So I use cuss words.
1: It didn't have a small beforehand, even though there was a hole where the keyhole was? Like there was no smell leaking out?
0: Uh, Not that I noticed when we, when me and D first mentioned it, you mm-hmm. know, and they were just like, yeah, we thought it was kind of odd that that was in the back of the closet, but oh, well, you know, I have
2: a question. Did, did y'all ever move it
0: or Low, like mess with what? it
2: or move what? The, uh the uh, doll itself. I didn't touch it. No. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, I wouldn't if I saw
1: it,
0: I, I looked at it alone. and, and uh, Linda and Melanie and their friends, uh, their friend, Stephanie, I'll call her Stephanie. She picked it up and kind of like was shaking it back and forth. Right. Ooh, and now here's what's weird. One of the eyes popped off. Okay. But then a couple of days later it was back on and they thought that the daughter had done it. And then the daughter said, no, I didn't do that. And so nobody ever really figured out how the eye got back on there. And then they began to question whether the eye actually got popped off. Well, me and Diablo told them, yeah, it did get popped off. Right. We were standing there. And D was like, "Yeah, I think that the, the eye came off," but we were kind of debating about that. Maybe I can ask Chief or some of the other guys that were there back then, in those days or whatever, if they what they remember about it, you know. But anyways, it was a very weird situation. So there was all this uh, weird stuff that, that that started to happen. Now, eventually, Julie, the, her dad ended up getting in trouble, and he went on a vacation for, for a couple years. <laughs> and so Linda and Melanie ended up getting her. And so Lin- Linda's daughter comes to live with them, and Julie ends up taking that because it was four bedrooms, and so she ended up taking one of the bedrooms. Now, they had another roommate that I just mentioned, uh, Stephanie, that rented the other room. And then, then Melanie had the other room. So there were, there were three ladies living in this house with a daughter. Right. Stephanie, uh, I think, is actually their step uh, sister i if I'm correct, or half sister, I don't know. I think she was a stepsister, but anyways, they were basically like the little girl's mom and her two aunts, and they were all very close. And one of our friends from the bar that I've known for years and years, he's what I consider one of my brothers, actually dated Melanie for a long, long time. So that's how I know these people. And the, so anyways, the situation got progressively weirder. Like the little girl, the first week, weekend that she was there, she claimed that a little man was coming out of the closet and was talking to her. And he was very nice. She claims that this little man was giving her toys and that she could play with them in her sleep. Now, okay. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But that when she would wake up, the toys would be gone because he said that you can't keep the toys. But if you come with me, then into this little you know room in the closet, we can play in there and you can play all night. You know, you, you, can, you can play in the physical world. Like, I guess, try to explain to her that you can play in, in your world.
2: Yeah, that's kind of like a boundary or something. Yes, yeah. and so
0: she said that, but the little man said that she can't do it unless she opens the door. So she tried many times to open the door, and Melanie and Stephanie and uh, Linda caught her trying to get that door open because she claims that it was a place full of toys and candy, and that the little man with the beard told her that she could live forever and be with him and play with toys. And that, that according to the toys that he showed her in her sleep, there were all these types of my little pony and and little Barbie dolls and all kinds of little weird stuff that she was telling. So she, so we were over there one night because uh, actually Zane, your dad <laughs> dated uh, one of them for, for a little while and uh, we were over there and we were, we were talking and, and she started telling us all this weird gobbledygook about the kid or whatever. And I'm just going like, at first, you know, I just thought, okay, she's drunk and she's just rambling about some stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah, right.
0: not, not trying to be mean, but at first I did think that, you know, and I, yeah. I, I told her later on that I was sorry. I said, I really thought that, you know? And so what ended up happening was this, this, uh, little kid, who's now an adult who I gosh, I think she's actually your age. Same. It's like, it's funny because like I actually saw her a couple or maybe two or three years ago over at our ashes bar. And she's like in her twenties now, but she was a little kid back then and she remembers some of it, but she don't remember all of it. And, uh, so, uh, I, I asked her about it that when I saw her a few years ago, you know, and I, and she, she always called me uncle Wolf and I was like, Hey, did you, you know, do you remember that stuff that went on with the little man and all that? And she says, I do. I don't remember everything about it. She's like, but I did draw a lot of pictures of him. I did see the pictures. Now Melanie had, she had brought to the bar one night, uh, the club, these pictures that she had drawn of this little man, what this little man looked like to me was a demonic goblin mixed with a leprechaun. Yeah. He did not look like someone you would want to spend eternity with playing with my little pony. He looked like something that would try to eat your soul.
2: Very unnerving.
0: So this little creature, whatever it was, began to become more frequent. The visits began to become more frequent. One of the things it did was become more aggressive, Uh, steadily becoming more aggressive in the way that it would tell her, you know, it would wake her up and tell her, you're going to play with me. And she would be like, no, I'm really tired because she'd play all day. They had one of those above ground pools that they, they, and the kid would, you know, in the summertime. Her and her little cousin would play all day and he would be asleep and then she, she he would wake wake her up, you know, and she would be like, I don't want to play with you because I'm playing with my little cousin. And the, there were two other little cousins, but, but that one slept in the room with her. The other one slept in the living room. They never saw it or had any interactions with it. But the little boy claims to have been slapped in the head on more than one occasion because this thing would get mad at Julie because she didn't want to play with him. So he would smack the little kid on the head and the kid would wake up and then he would crawl under the bed. Well, the little kid wakes up. He's a year or two older than Julie and bigger. He's like, why did you hit me? And she's like, I didn't hit you. And she's like, it's the little man. And he would go, yeah, right. And then it eventually led to him punching her. Then it led to him punching her in the face because he was blaming her for hitting him when it was actually the little man, according to what she was telling the mom It was like, She's like, the little man, the little man. Right. Uh, the little man gave her a name, and it was such a weird name that she couldn't really pronounce it. The best, that it, it started with a J, and it sounded like Jinxle Smee or some, some weird, like, I don't even want to try to, because it was very weird. So they gave it a name. They called it Jacob, and that's what she called it. He said that you can't pronounce my name, but you can call me Jacob. So she did. She called it that. That was the nickname that she gave this little Entity or whatever it was. And so thing, things began to become, a. Uh, it went from like, just kind of playful and kind of, oh, you have an imaginary friend, you know, isn't that cute to, okay, now it's starting to become weird. You know, Jacob is stalking you through the house. She claims that Jacob would try to go into the bathroom when she was showering, and he would yank on the shower curtain and push her through the shower curtain. It's starting to
2: become, like, intrusive. Intrusive, yes. Yeah. This
0: little imp creature was becoming more and more aggressive. It pulled her hair one time when she was on the potty, according to her, and it pulled out a chunk of her hair, and she it, it scared her. It be, she began scared. She couldn't sleep she didn't like to come over and visit on the weekends. If you know, it started to get to where she didn't want to come over and visit. And so the dad and his mother were starting to think that somebody was abusing her, right. that she was being physically abused because mm. this thing would hit her on the foot with this, what what to me sounded like some sort of shillelagh right. type object, but it was like a little stick. She claimed that had a little diamond on the top of it. So eventually I, I questioned this child uh, eventually with a couple of the other guys and we were there one night and I was like, what did this uh, diamond look like? And she took us to the closet and she pointed at the doorknob of the little door. And, uh, that was weird. She said, it looked, it looked it. she goes, it looks like that, but it's on a stick. And she says that she, that she remembers one day when they were playing, he was, he was real protective of the little stick, and that she tried to reach and grab it, and he grabbed it, and he struck her with it. And he said, don't you ever touch this. And then he apologized, because he would always do that. He would do these mean things to her, then go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He goes, I just don't want you to be hurt. Now, he would tell her that. Now, it was all kind of like just in this child's mind until one day when I think it was Stephanie was in the hallway, that's the stepsister. That's the the aunt. Yeah. Mm. She heard a two-way conversation being had. And at first she thought that her little cousin, Justin, was there. Um, okay, that's his name, but you don't know who this is. So anyways, she thought the little cousin was there. And she thought, that's odd. Is Justin in there? Because But it sounded like a deeper voice. Like she thought that it was him doing a voice.
2: Doing an impersonation. Yeah.
0: Doing an impersonation of a cartoon. Yeah. That's what she thought. But so she goes, oh, he's here. And she's holding the laundry basket and she opens the door. There's nobody there. She did see something going to the bed. She said it looked like she saw what she, but she couldn't be for sure. She thought she saw like what looked like a foot disappearing under the bed. And it was like barefoot, but it looked like a grown man's foot, but like small. But like small, yeah. Yeah. And though that was weird. Just and as she, hairy and nasty as a yeah. normal foot. Looking <laughs> like, 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 like a grown small. man's foot, yes. <laughs> and so she was like... Whoa, what was that? And then she kind of questioned herself, and she's like, Julie, who are you talking to? And she's like, Jacob. So she points under the bed where this little whatever it was had crawled, and she said that she was so scared, and she's like, Julie, why don't you come with Auntie, you know, and let's go, let's go do the laundry. And she's like, but I don't want to. We're coloring. Now, she walked over, and she said she was terrified at this point. Just, she didn't know why, but she was so scared, that it wasn't just like an imaginary friend. You know what I mean? She yeah. knew there was something there. Yeah, yeah. And she was too scared to even look under the bed. Now, she told us this, and she said that she looked down and she saw a coloring book that was at the half-colored picture, but she said that it looked like if a psychotic child colored it because the colors were weird. It was like a, I think it was a Powerpuff little girl whatever, yeah, Powerpuff whatever, yeah. and the, the eyes had been colored red, and there were fangs on the little and it looked like some it looked distorted very right. weird and the yeah. ears were pointy and so she looked at julie's picture and it was just typical little girl coloring my little pony or whatever the heck it is that she was into and then the other coloring book looked demonic and she was like who did this and she's like that's that's jacob he says that the powerpuff girls are ugly and he and, and he doesn't like the way they look so he changed them to look more like him And she says, okay, so what does Jacob look like? And then she began to scratch. she's like, let's go out in the hallway and talk about this because she didn't want to be in the bedroom. Now there were hardwood floors and she claimed that on more than one occasion she heard, and the mother said this too, like footsteps, like running across the hardwood floor. Now you can hear that, you know how, like she said, if a dog makes like the claws run on a hardwood floor, you could hear it. It was like something that was running along the hardwood floor and she could hear like noise, like almost like claws. And they they had a dog, but the dog would never go back to the back bedroom areas of the master bedroom or of her bedroom. They were on the end of the house and they would never go there. And typically the dog stayed in Stephanie's room. Melanie had a cat and the cat would hiss and swipe at things and crawl and run up the the curtains. And on more than one occasion, the cat would flip out and, and, and try to run out of the house many times and did all kinds of weird stuff. Like, began to not use the bathroom in the litter box, which is not normal for a cat. Uh, Began to use the bathroom in various places. And there was something going on, and it was completely not correct. The dog uh, was a little weiner dog, one of those little uh, dachshunds. And it began to shake all the time, and it developed a nervous condition. And then, at one point, it had cracked ribs. And the little girl claimed that Jacob had kicked the dog off of the deck. Well, of course, she got blamed for it, and they then she ended up having to go to a psychiatrist. Like they had took her to a shrink to talk to her, the shrink about these things that was going on. the The, the dad had said, "Oh, somebody's one of your boyfriends or whatever is physically abusing the kid or whatever." They they took her and she got checked out. The doctors seemed to think that everything was fine. She didn't really have any like real bad anything. marks or anything. Yeah. yeah nothing more than could be explained away by playing rough or whatever. Yeah. But she did have a boyfriend. Uh, Linda did have a boyfriend who the dad did not like. Uh, he was a very jealous guy. I know this guy. He was also a drug dealer. So it's not like he had room to talk about people, you right. know? Yeah, but he ended up going to jail for doing what he did. And the boyfriend or whatever was around some time, but he was a truck driver. So he yeah. wasn't always there. Oh, okay. And, I was kind of suspicious of him too. I always kind of was like, well, what if this guy is hurting her or doing something to her? There was never any accusations of sexual abuse or anything like that, but it was there were accusations of physical abuse. And so it was it was it kind of made me wonder about him, you know, because he drank a lot, but every time I saw him he just looked like he was a sleepy drunk. I didn't really look was very aggressive or anything like that but you don't know how people are behind closed doors and that relationship fizzled out, but this continued to happen. There was an incident where she was trying to get something out of the fridge and something shoved her into the refrigerator and started trying to slam her into it. This was, they had a refrigerator out in the garage and it was a big, uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, not a refrigerator, a freezer and something tried to shove her into the freezer and tried to close her into it. But her ankles were still, And this was where the first time where Melanie claimed that when she came outside, she actually witnessed this and said that it looked like something was trying to slam her ankles, like, you know, like off of her body, like she had these little bruises on the ankles. And she saw the the lid just kind of fall when she came out. Yeah. So up to the point where that incident happened and the little girl hit her head and then the ankles and all that, they were still thinking this could still be something that she's doing. What finally happened was in the middle of the night, they heard her scream and the mother went in and opened the door. And now she, like I said, she never saw it other than that one time. It was like in her mind's eye, she saw it. Yeah. She claimed that she didn't see it with her physical eyes, but she knew what it was. And she said that she felt its presence and she knew a hundred percent that it was there. Yeah. And it had to have been the little thing that she saw in the mirror when they first moved in, that was in the in the uh, shower in the tub. So she told us because I was really interested in this kind of stuff, as you all know, and so I began. To, she began to talk to me about it a lot, you know. And when I questioned this person, that that they she said, well, the little man, the little man that she called Jacob, whatever, wanted her to go to the other world with her, with him. And she, and I asked her. I said, "What? No. What? How does that work? Like, what he wants you to do, how are you supposed to get there?" She says, "Well, I have to go to sleep and then not wake up here, but I'll wake up there." And then she said that to, to go with him, she would have to leave mommy. And I asked her, "How did she feel about that?" She goes, "Well, I would miss my Grammy and I would miss my mommy. I just made my and back. And I would miss, you know, my my friends." And so I told him no, and but but it seemed like this entity or whatever was becoming more aggressive and was becoming angrier that she said that every time that he would ask, they would play together and everything was fine, but then he would ask for her to go to sleep so she could come with him forever. She would tell him no, and then he would get mad and do something like throw something or throw something at her, pull her hair. She eventually ended up with like this red mark on her back that looked like little claws or something. I saw a picture of the back of like of of like her shoulder or whatever sounds
2: like textbook demonic activity demonic uh, activity like, like demonic. I mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't even say
2: like it's really just a thing, but demons as we know them, and if you read like demonology books, they tell you that because demons are supposedly not human spirits they're not they've of, never been human of, yeah they've never that's why when you are able. To maybe identify one or see one or deal with one, that it looks warped and it looks freakish to us because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be
1: like a uh, normal,
2: right? It's yeah. they're trying to be like us,
1: yeah. They're trying to, but it's uh, not working. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't truly it just, understand. It just yeah. looks yeah. crazy. So yeah, and
0: she also said that too. That it became, and more it sounds ugly. like
2: with 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 him trying to always make her go to sleep and always trying to, you know, oh, you should come, whatever, and having her do little things. It, it's kind of like she was the weakest link not because she was weak or anything but just because she's a child and she and doesn't know young, any better I mean, and she's young too. that that he was kind of uh, like i guess taking well, he, advantage trying to take advantage of her and now, trying to yeah. possess her because it sounds like she was pretty close to being possessed a few times There, there is no going to you know the other side or whatever i really think that that was just something that was trying to death take yeah take yeah, form take her- Take her soul, yeah. or take her take, away. Take take a physical form, and that yeah. was just you know.
0: And take and take uh, a child or a just anybody, anything yeah. or whatever to use it as some sort of like food. I mean, not like I don't mean like to physically eat it, but I mean to take it
1: as nourishment. Take, energy, as, yeah. like, take yeah. the energy, as like take the energy, steal the energy.
0: Yeah. Right. And this thing, whatever it was, there was something it had to do with this staff that it had. This little stick mm-hmm. that she claimed was very important to this creature. Here's why I call it a leprechaun because it had a reddish beard, like it had a little beard, and it looked like a little man. And she said sometimes he wore a hat. And some of the pictures that she drew to mm. me looked like demonic leprechaun, a cartoon demonic leprechaun. And I and I and not like the movie leprechaun either, like because you know we were all like, well, maybe it's like the movie leprechaun. Maybe she saw that movie. So I think it was our ash or somebody that asked, you know, point blank, like did did she see this movie you know and i believe i believe that there was a movie that was out at that time i believe it was out at that time and uh, he's like did she see a movie that that had some sort of character that was like this leprechaun and she she said no that she doesn't let her watch scary movies and that was one thing that she didn't let her do that i remember going over there and the kid wasn't up running around at all hours of the night or anything like that her mom and her sisters like to drink or whatever but they then they weren't irresponsible parents yeah they weren't like letting her just they weren't like mingle ne- with ne- all ne- the adults yeah. either she wasn't like you know oh yeah th- this this person that person's cool whatever they she was yeah. in her room back there sleep you know and everybody was out in another part of the house nothing as far as i know ever happened when i was there just seemed like she always always around with her like little cousins and stuff and they're always playing and stuff and i don't i don't really remember the kids being like it was just kind of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
1: you, you said
0: you felt uncomfortable in this house, right? Well, yeah. If I had to go to the bathroom, I did. I, <laughs> when I when I had to go to the master bedroom to go to the bathroom, I remember my girlfriend at the time, and I was like there with her, and I said, hey, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. And i kind of embarrassed to say, but I didn't really want to go by myself. I understand. So as an adult, as a grown man who could beat up half the planet, maybe maybe 90% of the planet, I don't know, at that time, I was a pretty tough guy. You had a thunder buddy. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go to the bathroom, and so I told my girlfriend, I said, hey, I got to go to the bathroom, and I kind of grabbed her by the hand, and she was like, well, what does that do with me? And I'm like, well, why don't you come back here with me? And she's like, what? Like I was like, well, you know, I just, finally I just said, look, I don't want to go back there by myself. So you imagine a grown man feeling weird back there, and even your dad had said, you know, Zane, at times, that he felt uncomfortable, and that it felt weird in there, in, in there and nobody wanted to really be in that back bedroom. Yeah. You got to think that maybe if 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 grown men are afraid to go back there, then there's probably going to be yeah, there's probably something wrong, with something it. going on that's yeah. going to be scaring the heck out of a of a kid of a little child at the age of like you know 11 years old or whatever. Oh. I, I just can't imagine like being a little child or not 11. I don't think she was even 11. I don't know how. I can't remember how old she was. Eight when this started, maybe. But I just remember like her being like a small child, and this being or whatever it was, this little entity, becoming more and more aggressive. And you know, it wasn't like I was always around or involved in the case or whatever, if you want to call it a case, whatever. I would just get updates, and then I would sit there at the end of the night and talk with Melanie at the bar, and we would talk about it. We would talk about some of the things that had gone on. She was telling all of us these stories. And I was intrigued because it seemed like, to me, like you said, that it was it was a demon, and it was trying to—I don't know if you want to say possess her, or—I
2: mean, gosh. to me, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I, it sounds like to me, demon like, being real nice to, to the kid, soul, trying to collect you know. her soul. Yeah, right, that sounds yeah.
0: more accurate. Like maybe it was trying to harvest her or kill her. You know, yeah. because when I asked the, the questions to to the, the mom and the aunts, I was like, "What does she tell you about?" This sleep that, that it wants her to go to. Did that, that, that you guys have you guys explained to her that that's not good? That's not something that she wants to do. And they said, No, she understands that. Yeah, she gets and that. Linda told her, yeah. Mommy doesn't want you going into that kind of a sleep because that's the sleep you don't wake up from. And that many times this little creature, now this is weird, and this is most important, I believe, that it tried to get her to eat a type of bread. Yeah, it gave her like these little wafers that that looked like bread. But the the child was cognizant enough that it didn't seem right. And she said that whenever this thing would try to give her the bread or it tried to give her this little glass of what looked like grape juice, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't take it. Yeah. and
1: Thank God this child is so smart. Yeah, she was
0: smart enough to know Mm -hmm. not to do it. And she said that she wouldn't take it. She said that that something kept telling her not to do it. And she said that she heard what was a, a woman's voice, Telling her no, no, whenever it would try to give that. And then on more than one occasion, this little entity or whatever it was heard this woman's voice and this says, Why are you listening to that? Listen to me. I'm your friend. Now, when th- I, I know that 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 Linda's mother had died when she was when the this child was an infant. So she never knew her grandmother. But Linda had told me on many occasions she felt the spirit of her mother. She felt something feminine that was there. Uh, that was almost like a protector, and this was her belief that she believed that this grandmother or whatever was guarding this child and was trying to keep this little entity. But this little thing was strong, whatever it was, and she did say that when she saw it in the in the shower, she almost thought her mind was playing tricks on her. It did. It had an ashen gray face with a pointy, with a big hooked pointy nose, and that it had black eyes, and that it did have a reddish colored beard. And it did not have a top hat, but it was bald and it had pointy ears and little jagged teeth from what she could remember. Now, she said that she didn't really remember all that until she went to sleep one night and she had a, what she called a dream where the thing had come into her room and it was holding a little stick in its hand and it tapped her on the foot. And she sat up and she said that she remembers sitting up and she didn't know if it was some sort of like astral project or uh, was it called uh, out of body because she says she looked down and she saw her body still laying there. And she said that when she sat up, this thing was at the end of the bed and it shook its stick at her. And it told her the child is mine. You be word an, ex- an expletive that yeah, I'm not going to repeat. Right, of course. And she was like, no, it's not. And that it swung the stick at her foot and it made her foot jump. But then she realized that her, her foot was not, she didn't have control of it. Then when she woke up, it made her immediately lay down, wake up in her body, and there was this red sore on her foot where it had hit her like a bruise, of course, but she said it turned like the whole side of her, uh, right side of her right foot, uh, blue uh, turned like reddish blue, and she had like uh, bruising, and she she couldn't walk for like two days. Now, this is crazy because she, and this this woman actually owned a couple of little fast food places. She had a couple of restaurants that she, or whatever, and she tried to go and check on, you know, check on a couple of them and she couldn't even walk. So that to me is, is very, it happened in the spirit. You know what I mean? That's what I think. And she saw it. And I told her, I said, that's not a dream. Okay. You weren't experiencing a dream. You were out of your body. You saw this entity at the end of the bed. It hits you with the stick with the diamond little thing, whatever. And I said she 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 told me that it had the little the little uh, like what looked like a diamond, whatever. And I said your daughter says that it's the the the, the door handle. She went into the little clo- the, her closet, which was full of stuff. She said that she had to like get, dig through. It was a big walk-in closet. She got to the back of it and she noticed that the doorknob was gone. From her side of the, yeah, the little door on her side the and, and the, the part of the door that was facing her part with the closet, the doorknob was gone. So, so this thing, uh, for whatever that was, it was, it was using it. Now they never could get the door open from the little girl's side of the, of the uh, room, but the little girl claimed that at one night, and this is what she told Melanie and her mom, that one night the little, the little, goblin or whatever, little demon, little demon, you know, decided to tell her, he said, if he gave her a piece of paper, he says, if you read these words and that it will, it will open that door and we can be together forever. Now on the paper, the paper that it was like, it was left on her desk. Yeah. The little kid had a desk or whatever. The next day, I think it was Stephanie had gone into the, into the room. That was the step aunt or whatever. And she was doing the laundry because Stephanie didn't work, so she was kind of the housekeeper and slash babysitter for her because she was on disability. So she went into the room and saw this paper that looked like someone had written in, in, funny enough, green crayon and had written backwards. And this is what she said it spelled. It said, to kill the innocent. Okay
2: written like, written backwards like a mirror image
0: like a mirror image or? like and she's like she's okay. like so she asked the, the 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 little kid Julie she's like Julie how did you write this and she's like I didn't Jacob did and she's like Jacob wrote this in a, with a green crayon she's like yeah she he wrote it with his stick and he gave it to me in my sleep you know and when we're in the sleep world as she calls it the sleep world and when I woke up, it was on the table, and he told me to leave it there, and that when I take it and put it in the mirror, I could read it. And so, what's her name? Stephanie takes the, the paper and goes and puts it on the mirror, and she could read it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it said.
0: That's what it said. But she, the little kid, Julie, did could not read the last word, and so she couldn't say it. So, oh. she tried to say it. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she said she did it out of curiosity. Now, yeah. this is the one time where her mother lost patience with her and said, Why are you reading this? Because this is she's shaking her and she says, I shook my daughter. I shouldn't have done it. It was not correct, whatever. Right. And I was like, Well, I hope you whooped her. No, I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. No, I, I mean, I'm sure that. it was terrifying. I, mean, I, in, I was like, this is yeah. smart. I mean, But you know, this thing, but she's she's this thing is already stuff. abusing the child, so they yeah. don't want anything else being done to this kid. So, you know, whatever. And this kid wasn't able to sleep. The the kid was suffering in school, the the teacher had called the mom said she was falling asleep in school. I mean, she's not doing good. Something was going on. She was afraid to go to the bathroom by herself because Jacob would show up in there and he would crawl out of the cabinet. And it was just, it was all the time. And and Stephanie began to be very, more and more uncomfortable in that house. And that she began to fall asleep during the day in, in the summertime. Uh, this, the, the little child would fall asleep in these deep sleeps in the summertime. And she would try to get her to wake up, and she couldn't wake her up. She would shake her and shake her and shake her. And the child was just, it was like once or twice, she almost had to call an ambulance. And finally, the kid would kind of roll its eyes and wake up. And she would say, well, I'm, I was with Jacob. Now, here's what's weird. She said that, can you tell me about the this world that Jacob takes you to? She says, it's always dark. Now, if you guys go back to the, the Laura Ketchledge interviews of episode, I think it's the second the part to the Laura Ketchledge ep- episodes, or I don't know what they're called, the Laura Ketchledge interviews. Anyway, part two of that, we talk about a place called the City of Night. It's a dream world where Nelly has claimed to have experienced it, so is Scorpion. Now, since then, I've gotten inundated with people who've sent me uh, messages about the City of Night, you know, not like a whole bunch, but you know, several people who've sent me messages about it. And I know that I've been there. And and so it It sounded very similar to that. It sounded like when i when I went back and I did and you know, I started thinking about it, it did sound like a negative world where everything was black and gray and white. That's what the child said. There was no color grayscale, yes. Yeah. Well, when she went to this little this little world where they were in, it was like they were in her house, but everything was backwards. Now, she couldn't really understand and explain what that meant, but that everything was the opposite of where it was in the house it was like a reverse negative world and that everything was gray and the only light you could see were these orange lights that would would pop up and appear like balls of light yeah. and that that for whatever reason these little orange lights scared jacob he wasn't like running from them but he was like I when didn't. they when they would appear he would kind of like He'd be anxious coward, be anxious yeah. Yeah. yeah and he said that those are really bad he goes be careful for those you know because those will take you and then i can't help you So I don't know what these orange lights were. Some sort of sentinels, maybe. I I, I got my own theories about it, but I don't know what they are. Now, people have described to me the City of Night having these orange lights. Now, when I've been there, the only light you do see is a yellowish-orange light. And I've often wondered if these lights were, like, independent of, like, if they were their own entities. Their own, yeah. Yeah, and I I don't want to get into the City of Night too much. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can. It's a great interview. Yeah, but it's just... It's it's very odd though that this you know now this story guys I've had this story for a long time and I you know we started the show back in April of 2019 Anthony I believe right okay and so I was like you know what I'm going to save this story until St. Patrick's Day okay <laughs> and I'm going to save it so I've been saving this one all the way until March because that's how I do that's how I roll so I got some stuff to tell you I do have a Krampus uh, story that I'll be getting into next Christmas that I missed because I just got it, you know, last Christmas and I didn't, we had the full slate already slated stuff slated. So I said, you know what, I'll save that one till Christmas, 2020. But this one is very odd for me because, you know, I felt really sad for the family and there's not a lot I could do. We could pray, we would pray. And they did say that the prayer was helping they did slow down on the drinking and the partying and for whatever. I mean, if good did come out of it, they did stop all that. The last time I saw any of them, which wasn't even, but a few years ago, they, the, the older, the women that, you know, that are a little older than me now. Yeah. Remarried. Two of them are remarried. Uh, Stephanie did pass away. Unfortunately, she had a condition, but the, uh, the two sisters are remarried. They've married now and they're, they're living, you know, one of them lives out, but Lake Travis did see the daughter, I saw her a few years ago at your old club you worked at, Zahane. Like, hey. Yeah. It's kind of weird seeing her all grown up, <laughs> you know, and, and she remembers it, but she remembers that, that that evil entity being just pushy and aggressive and trying to make her, you know, do things that she right. didn't want to do to try. But luckily she didn't take any of the drink. Now that's important because there is a myth, as they say, myths are grounded in truth, that if you drink anything that the fairy folk try to give you. Drink or eat drink or eat. Yeah. You will be trapped. Now it is important that I think that she didn't do that and that she didn't eventually they moved out of that place. Now, once they left that house, that was it. This thing didn't follow them. It didn't go to the new place that they were living in. They were living in an apartment. And I remember going out there to visit with, with, with a couple of guys, there was no more interactions with this creature. Yeah. She did have nightmares for a little while. And then eventually it subsided that that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, you guys have any questions.
2: I've actually heard this, this story before, but, uh, there was a lot that I'd forgotten.
0: So yeah, you, you've heard oh, it before saying yeah. Tony, yeah. I don't know if you've heard it. I've heard parts of it. I, parts I of it. Remember. Well, your, your, uh, stepdad yeah, was I mean. involved in, you know, cause he knew them very well too. He was one of the brothers at that time that are not, I uh, folks, I say brothers and like one of my brothers from the old days. And we, we hung out with these people and, we were all just kind of like, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, Chad was like, it's a gin and everybody's like, it's a demon. It's a, it's an imp. It's a troll. It's a leprechaun. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I just want
1: to, you know, once again, applaud the, uh, the genius of this little girl, you know, despite this creature preying on its uh, naivety or her naivety, she still, you know, was able to resist the most dangerous stuff. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. If I found out that that scepter was some kind of green crayon, I probably would have stuffed it up my nose. Like everything else I do <laughs> no, that age. Oh, my god. There we go. Look. Like, like, everything honest, t- like, <laughs> something. I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't think I would and now be, we're I'd back. A, I'd be a stupid little kid. Well, you would have probably
0: ate it, because that's what I heard you did. You ate crayons and glue. And glue. Yeah, so it would have lost all its
1: powers, and uh, it would have oh been – Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would have defeated it, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I just – like, when you're telling me the story, I'm just impressed – was an art project. Every time he went, to man, the boy, bathroom. your breast
0: stinks. You sniffing glue? <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I don't know. I, I just, to me, it's just a, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's. She seems like she's turned out to be a healthy young person. That's not, you know, she just seems pretty normal. She just had a demonic leprechaun try to take her soul. You know, you know, just average everyday stuff that it happens it's in the haunted house. house. You know. You know. <laughs> So, folks, I don't know if that's what you expected out of a St. Paddy's Day, but that's our story and we're sticking to it. I don't know. <laughs> Did that sound like an Irish impression? Should I do a better one? Retry. Go ahead. I'm giving you one rewrite. No, one one retry. Irish. One Irish, Irish demon. You got to remember Irish demon. I'm an Irish leprechaun and I want your soul. There you, no. Go. There you go. No? Oh, no. The, the, you I don't know. You had like like a little flair in between all that. You're like, <laughs> oh, <So laughs> so like, gosh. What was all that? (laughs) I got the Shillelagh. Folks, don't 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 hurt me because I can't do a demonic leprechaun Irish accent. You can't do a demonic. Oh
1: my god! Well, that's pretty standard in impersonations.
0: I think when you go to become an actor, that's one of the first things you learn. You you get Christopher Walken, and then you get demonic leprechaun. I'm gonna (laughs) do a a demonic (laughs) leprechaun. It's not the norm, but I'm gonna try.
2: (laughs) That was good. Now do a demonic Christopher Walken. doing a demonic weapon. Oh, leprechaun.
0: God. I don't know how that How would no. that even sound? I don't even know what that would sound like. It's no, just a deeper voice,
1: Christopher Walken. It's a deeper... De- you know de- that if <laughs> you keep going down the Christopher Walken path, you just start sounding like Kermit the Frog? That's how they teach you. <laughs> well,
2: hello. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Like,
1: uh, they, I mean, at the front, and that,
0: that, that doesn't sound like christopher Walken. Yeah, you
1: know you, you, if you keep going down they, that's how they teach you uh, you know if
0: you talk like me enough you become, nah, i don't think so i don't think yeah, that yeah, works yeah, yeah. Folks, how... this is ridiculous <laughs> we, 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 we've got we've strayed off the path of demonic leprechauns no uh, alcohol and, and, was
2: consumed during the mm-hmm. making of this podcast <laughs>
0: so folks from everywhere you're wherever you're at whatever spaceship you're in whatever part of the universe you're inhabiting at this point in time whatever dark dimension you've fallen into you guys have a great St. Patrick's Day and good night